Welcome to the Libra Lounge, everyone. Happy Wednesday. So last week we had Sean Skipworth on here, and this week we have his opponent, Councilman Bruce Henderson. Hello. Seriously, dude. Oh, that's about as good as I got right now. Oh, my gosh. He's going to try to act like he's just Mr. I'm so shy. <laughs> this is my first time on camera. You know, um, so he's going to be talking to us uh, about some of the things that are going on in the city of Dickinson and what he had, what plans he has for if he is reelected. Right. That seems to be the plan. Okay, he's a little bit red because you're out there today. Uh, People were voting. I mean, you are. Damn, you're red, red. (laughs) I guess I didn't look at. I'm a red raccoon right now. You're you're... all around there and going down the side. Yeah, don't let the arms fool you. Now, your arm color looks good. It's all dark, and you look a little bit like Hulk Hogan color. Yeah, probably not, now. All right, so before we get started with the gab, Facebook has this new cool feature um, for pages such as mine where it will give you the list of your top fans. So tonight, I'm going to announce our top 32 fans as a way to show our appreciation for sticking with the show. um, Do I 32 now? Not yet. No. <laughs> Wait for the cue. <laughs> well, you told me I had to do it. You just didn't tell me when. When I say, hey, you did, okay, pick okay. a number right, between so one and 32. All right. I'll quit being an overachiever. So, so he, he kind of ruined the surprise. So <laughs> I'm going to list all 32 people. And then this one over here, Mr. Overzealous, is going to pick a number between one and 32. And that person is going to be our winner. And you're going to receive one of the Libra Lounge Keisha t-shirts. So not yet. Hold on. Let me say the names. Wait for it. Now, look, Wait some of y'all know it. y'all got some black ass names, and I'm not going to pronounce them right. I'm going to try to do my best. And here we go. Hey, Rock. Hey, no. <laughs> Kristen Allen, Ardette Phillips, Kedra Washington. Ooh, geez. You got. You done it. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Wadania. Wadania? No, that's a Y. Is that a Y? Or that's, a, that's a Y-U. Why Donia? Why Donia? What Lattimore? If I mess if I mess it up, you know I'm sorry. I'm a Rakisha, so uh, my name has been brutalized all my life. Juana Vasquez, Tanya Design Sit. I don't know. Forgive me if I pronounce it wrong. Rachel Causey, Jeannie Simmons, Simone Booten, Misty Raven, Tammy Swanson, Amanda Silva, Tina Washington, Net Ford, Valerie Cuffey. Joyce Russo, Jeanette Velasquez, Kara Alexander, Catherine Buckham, Kiki Gums, Gloria Turk, Yvette Schmidt. Ooh. I am Fatabulous Wilson. De- your mama didn't really name me that, right? That is not your Goodman name, right? Uh, Deborah Jackson, Sarah Haywood, T. McCollum, Starbird, Sharia Mayo, Melinda Smith, Jan Jackson, and Jessica Yancey. Thank you, guys. We're sticking to the Libra launch. I think we are rapidly approaching 8,000 likes on Facebook. Is that correct? So we really appreciate Mm -hmm. it, you guys. Um, 
We've only been in this for about a year. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And to anyone else who's new to the page, welcome. All right, Bruce, it's finally your turn. Bruce is going to pick a number between 1 and 32, and that person is going to be a lucky 27. winner. It's going to be a long that show soon? tonight. A long show tonight. <laughs> that person is going to be the winner of one of our Libra Lounge. Uh, well, we're kind of starting a t-shirt line that's based off of the show. Such a system that I have on, I speak fluent petty. Uh, so go ahead, pick a number, Bruce. I, I still like 27. Oh, God damn, I didn't count 27. I didn't count them out. <laughs> We're supposed to number them real quick. You said quick. 1 to 32. I Hold mean, on. Last 1, I checked, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, oh, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, right? 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27. It's Sarah Haywood. You really could have <laughs> counted backwards with five, right? Oh, yeah, I could have done that. Oh. Producer James, close your mouth. I just embarrassed him big time. All right, so Sarah Haywood. It's fuzzy math who conveniently lives right here in town. So I will be bringing you a Libra Lounge Rikisha t-shirt. All right, if you're a friend of the Libra Lounge, you know what time it is. It's time for the gab. We know she has a really big mouth, which sounds kind of dirty, and that's probably true too. Let's gossip the gab with Keisha. Uh-huh. Okay, one of my favorite, I didn't know that was Sarah's, but literally one yeah. of my favorite jokes is like, you know, can you give me an answer on something? I was like, yeah, the answer is 27. So you always just say I've been 27? saying that for 15 years. 27 is just always my answer. Don't oh have any idea God. why it's the number. I pr there probably is a very nasty, <clears throat> dirty story behind that. Only if you were telling the story. Whatever. If I were telling the story, it would not even be that interesting. <laughs> Whatever. So, all right. So you guys know I'm a huge fan of the MTV reality show Team Mom and Team Mom 2. And we've been following the story about Janelle Evans slash Janelle Eason since her husband. Oh, my God. I can't fucking stand that guy. I literally hope a group of hyenas maul his ass one day. So we've been following this story very, very closely since David Eason shot well first he beat and shot her puppy which caused an uproar all the kids what kind of damn show is this team mom too he shot a dog not on camera but he shot a dog so but he really shot a dog oh he killed it yeah like not, like dead not, dead this isn't like a hollywood thing this is like reality. oh no he this really is no it? he really did this like there's a court case and everything <clears throat> investigation the children have been removed from the home Good yeah, Lord. so all of the kids are gone, including his daughter, Marissa. So today they actually went back to court and the judge was like, hell to the no, no, no. Y'all are not getting any of these kids back. And this dumb bitch, she has lost everything. She has lost her job. I don't know how they're going to survive anymore because MTV money is gone. She's lost all of her endorsements and she still stand with this guy. So, I mean, she's lost her job. She's lost her kids, which she says she loves her kids so, so much, but clearly not much more. I mean, not too much. She's still letting David dick her down, and I don't get it. I'm going to kick him out. The house is going to be next. There's no way that they can keep the land, the land, the land. So I don't know what she's going to do. I'm sure she's going to continue to fight it, but she's saying that they're going to marriage counseling and anger management counseling. This guy is a fucking asswit. There's nothing's going to make him change. So I forgot to tell you the latest, James. So, you know, he has vitiligo. Yes, he does. Which The white guy has vitiligo? Yeah. White people can get vitiligo. It's an autoimmune disease. It doesn't matter what race what's, you are. What's ligo? 
Oh, that's where your skin lightens. It lightens. Like it's got, yeah. uh, My dad has oh, it. Lack of pigmentation. Is it yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it can take know, over almost all of it. Yeah, vitiligo, which my dad has that. So he says that's his reason that he's not able to have an actual job because I guess since he's undereducated, yeah, I know, it's pretty bad. So basically, he has vitiligo. Mm -hmm. So he has essentially too much white privilege to get a job? I think so. <laughs> basically okay. yeah right, just making sure we're yeah clear on he that. just you know every time he opens his mouth like stupidity spreads so he can't get a job because he's undereducated so the only jobs that he qualifies for are outside and since he has vitiligo he can't do that like i said my dad has had vitiligo all my life and it has never stopped him from working a full-time job sometimes more than one job playing softball and doing you know going hunting and all of that shit which is funny isn't that what sunscreen's for yeah, but see, with vitiligo, it's an autoimmune disease, and it's really when your own body is attacking itself. But here's the thing. He says that he can't work outside, yet he's always on the land, as they call it, outside. So I don't get it. He's just full of shit. He's like, I think I would rather marry a crackhead than marry David Eason. He's just a piece of shit. Janelle, I don't know what's wrong with you. I mean, if Losing all your kids wasn't a wake-up call. Clearly, there's just not going to be one. That should have been her rock bottom, but it's not. Um, she also, a video was also released of him cussing her out, telling her that she was a fucking piece of shit, and he could hit her if he wanted, so he could fuck her up is actually what it said, if he wanted to, but yet she stays. Mm -hmm. And this is still a TV show, right? This is all based, so these are people on a reality TV show. It started off with 16 and Pregnant. Uh -huh. on MTV. Uh -huh. And so as the girls got older, they created another series to follow some of their stories, Team Mom, and then they also added on Team Mom 2. Couldn't you save a lot of money just drive around Bakewood for some pictures? Possibly. Okay, just saying. You, you know what? You could probably do that and make some money and like, you know, that may not be I a know bad a pretty good producer. <laughs> I could say, are you going to get mad at me if I say something about your Marshall? Do not say anything about my Marshall. I can't say anything. No, do not say anything negative about my Marshall. That was an awesome Marshall. Suck it. Put a bubble in it. <clears throat> okay, moving right along. So, Lamar Odom, who was a basketball player. I don't even know if Lamar Odom was a good basketball player. I think he was. Okay, so he was good. Uh, before he started being a meth head, a crackhead, alcoholic, and a sex addict and all that stuff. So a lot of us know him as the ex-husband of Khloe Kardashian. Well, he decided to write a tell-all book, which is funny because I didn't think the motherfucker could either read or write. Like, he looks just like he's dumb. Like, there, all he can do is handle the basketball um, and fuck a Kardashian. That's, that's what I, that he was born to do those things. But apparently, he could write. Well, didn't he, like, go crazy at one point like in well a, that's what crack like, and meth does to you remember yeah. and cocaine wasn't it the boner pills N no so you know what it was he was at the bunny ranch yeah i, I the, remember yeah, that yeah yeah because yeah. even uh, uh who was the guy that was on two and a half men uh charlie, charlie sheen, sheen, sheen was making yeah. fun of him yeah when <laughs> charlie when sheen starts yeah. making fun when of charlie you sheen you just of yeah it's pretty You're bad <laughs> okay so we know a few years back he went to the bunny ranch had too much coke and Lord knows what else. He probably got like 12 venereal diseases while he was there too. And he was in a coma. He was fucked up for a while. So um, anywho, he has written a book because, you know, whenever you go through a crisis in life, you have to write a book. I'm thinking your ass is broke. So you're going to make some money telling all the Kardashians. He goes, which is pretty fucking smart of you. But you know, the Kardashians are like the mafia. So you better watch out. Do they have any secrets? 
I think they have some. Because I think there's been how many books, how many videos? Well, many he's, he's telling a few stories that I hadn't heard of before. Like, not that this was a huge surprise, but that Chris Jenner actually stages things and sets up situations for no. publicity. I know, Same shocker. So. But he also has a really good story about Khloe Kardashian coming up to his room while he was with a prostitute. And basically, she kicked the prostitute's ass. So, I, I'm not going to lie. I kind of want to read the book. <laughs> I really do. I kind of want to read the book. But you know what make it even better? If it was like one of those audibles and Lamar is actually reading a book. That would really tell the truth if he can really read or not. I'm telling you, motherfucker cannot read, okay? He told someone the story. They wrote it down because he can't write either. And then they put it all together. But it's on sale right now. So if any of you guys that are listening have actually read the book, Send me a message and tell me what's all in it, okay? I, I know you might be shocked, mm -hmm. but I haven't. What? Yeah, I think I missed that one on my top ten list. That's why you're on the show. It's because I thought you read the damn book. Well, you know, and I, I'm now putting that on my high list of priorities that I shall read the Lamar Odom biography. Take notes. Take notes. Yeah. Send them to me. I'll, I'll get back on the. I'll get back on the show. Tell you yeah, come back. Yeah. Let's talk, break it down, and you know, see what other Kardashian secrets are in, the, are in there. Speaking of the Kardashians, Kim Kardashian West herself debuted a new haircut today. She's kind of got the talk to the manager mom Bob going on. So it's just, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it really that is. That is my favorite description for a hairstyle. <laughs> it, talk it to really the manager is. mom Bob. Yep. Yeah, she's got. I don't even really know what it means, but it still sounds cool. That's funny. It's the kind of haircut where you'd see a lady at McDonald's who says, I didn't get all my hot mustard. I want to speak to the manager. Yeah. Like, it's really stereotypical. So you're saying my mom. It's stereotypical yeah. white woman haircut. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. 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 There's a couple of descriptions. There's also one that is a white woman who only dates black men, but she's not the kind that tries to act black or ghetto. You know what I mean? And, she's <laughs> no, a, and I she has a, and she probably has a son named Jaden. <laughs> Because you can't be a white woman and have a baby with a black man and not name one of your boys Jaden. Like, you just have to. It, it's, it's like a rule. You know what I mean? You don't no, know that many black no. people, do you? <laughs> no, I don't, yeah, you got me. I, I know two. I, I, that's one more than I thought. <laughs> All right. I know you and Ebony. I'm covered. Oh, yeah. The, how are you going to use me and your and my best friend as your two only black friends? I thought it was a pretty good run. <laughs> that actually is pretty funny. All right, so... When was it? When did we go see John Wick? Was it two Fridays ago, or was it last Friday? I think it was on opening weekend. It was on opening weeks, weekend. Yeah. So y'all know I'm a huge action movie fan, and oh my gosh, yeah, you. I, if I had the choice to watch a chick flick or an action movie, I'm gonna kick you for offering me the chick flick first, because you. Can, can I introduce you to Liz a little bit? Oh, she likes chick flick. Oh yeah. Oh no, Good I can't stuff. do. It. I will say this, y'all know that the only. What do they call them? Rom-coms now that I'll watch is if it has Jennifer Lopez or Sandra Bullock in it. Anything else, I just cannot do it. I'll like rather eat my own throw up. But John Wick, we went opening weekend to see it because, you know, we just opened up this storefront and it, it, it's it's been cray. And I was like, I just want to go see Keanu Reeves kill 600 people in like five minutes with a pencil. And that's what we got. <laughs> John Wick is, what's the word for it? Violent awesome it is so awesome it really is so violent awesome very violent yes. yeah it's so violent and so good that we in the audience were actually laughing like oh my god 
did he really just do that? And then producer James told me I was being too loud and black in the movie theater. So, well, yeah, it was uh, every time he did something, there were certain things where you just went, "Oh, ah!" like audibly. So it, it was really, really good because yeah. nobody else in the audience. No, the we, whole theater. No, we were all doing oh, it. Was yeah, everybody, yeah, everybody, everybody was, yeah. was doing it. Yes. So well, then let her run with it exactly. at that point. Exactly. Trying to act all extra white and shit. Trying to embarrass me in front <clears> of other <throat> white people. So, anyways, um, it's good. It it picks up exactly where John Wick Two left off. It's the same day, isn't it? It's the same day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like nighttime, actually, going into to nighttime. Where it ended. Wait, was it at, uh, outside the hotel when they killed the? Mm-hmm. It was, and they put yeah. the contract yeah. is out on him, and yeah. um, and so it carried on right from there. It, yeah, right from him running away from uh, Ian McShane. Ian McShane's it picks character. up with him still running. Yeah, so like, everyone and, yeah. who's well done. Well yeah, done. it's really good. Oh, yeah. Keanu looks good. Stunts are perfect. They took it up to the next level. You've got Halle Berry in there with her badass dogs. It was really good. But just know this: there will be a John Wick four. I'm and hoping this I'll time, get a, will anybody John Wick. What's that? Oh, he killed anybody be left he, alive by then? Oh, well, no. All the important people will be alive, but he fucked up a lot of people. Like, and this time, he's pissed. He's pissed this time. Yeah. Yeah. For four, he's going to be pissed. And the yeah. first one, they killed his dog. He was oh, pretty pissed off the... on that one, too. See, it's back to the dog. Let me tell you something about this damn dog. Are we John, on John Wick's dog? John Wick's dog. Okay. John Wick's dog has been the cause of John Wick getting his ass kicked numerous times by numerous assassins. He's also the cause for at least 1,500 people getting killed. And let me tell you what this motherfucking dog does. Every time you see him, he laying on somebody's couch. Like, what's really going on? Do you have cable television? So is this Can I get a tell you, Don't mess with a white guy's dog? No, no, when wait a no, no. Because no. okay. I kill a whole bunch of people behind my dog myself. But... <laughs> This dog just has just gives zero fucks. None at all. He's got his own hotel room. It's like he doesn't see any of this shit that's going on around him. Even when there's shit going on right in front of him, he's just on the couch chilling. Like it's a damn reality TV show. But it's all about the dog. But the dog is still alive, which is important. Yeah, everything that they did in the first two. You got a replacement dog. Keep up. You got a replacement dog. That was great. You got another dog. Everything in two that was good. He's a producer. I don't have to let him talk. Yeah, good point. That's not how this works. Never mind. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to... Producer James. Go ahead, producer The James. mic is yours, sir. So what they've done every time is from, from one to two, they took everything from one, amped it up in two. Mm. From two to three, everything that was awesome in two, they amped it up just enough in three. So that they keep improving the formula mm-hmm. every single uh, sequel. Yeah. So. You know, I love the Fast and Furious franchise. But whoever are the writers and the producers for John Wick need to probably help the Fast and the Furious crew out a little bit because I'm still going to go see all the movies. I love the characters. I love the action. But the storyline has gotten so far-fetched. It's just like, huh? I think on the next one, The Rock is going to grab a goddamn helicopter and pull it. Like, well, the next it? one is what Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, it's which you know that buddy. Call, well, yeah. yeah, it's a buddy movie that caused a lot of drama. It should. Uh, yeah, because Tyrese with his crying ass, always crying. I had to unfollow him on Instagram because I'm just like, I'm tired of you snot crying about every goddamn thing that doesn't go right in your life. Um, he was very upset. He was like, you know, this film was based on this story and these characters. Why are you, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, going off and agreeing to do another film on your own, motherfucker? Because he's getting paid to do it. Duh. 
And Can it will sell tickets. And it will sell, because I'm going to go see it. Well, yeah, sure. I mean, I could probably tell you right now exactly how the whole movie's going to go, but I'm still going to go see it. They even have some moments in this movie. Oh, yeah. You know what well, I mean? So, I don't know. But, yes, most definitely, if you have any time this weekend, go see John Wick. Um, and after this break, we're going to talk to Councilman Bruce Henderson. We'll be right back. Are you looking to lose weight, improve your posture, have muscle definition, increase flexibility, and reduce stress? If you answered yes, then Classic Bar with Sherry is the perfect invigorating and dynamic workout for you. Bar technique is extremely safe and is designed to stretch and tone with a splash of cardio. The method is the foundation of ballet with the flow of yoga. To learn more about Classic Bar, call Bar Instructor Sherry at 281-678-8037 or stop by the studio at Finn Fatale located at 689 FM 517 West, Suite 300, Dickinson, Texas 77539. Your first class is only $10, and if you mention the Libra Lounge with Keisha, you only pay half. Make sure to follow the studio at Femme Fatale on both Facebook and Instagram. You can also email Sherry at barandyoga at gmail.com. That's bar, B-A-R-R-E, and yoga at gmail.com. Right, so you guys just missed a very uncomfortable conversation about um, possibly yep, yep, being mm, a gynecologist. Yeah, mm. yeah, subject change. Yeah, um, I just have to. I, I'm curious to know what the audience thinks about that too. Like, when a woman gives birth to a baby, do you think that she should wait until the baby has been cleaned up a little bit? It's got all the vag juice off of it, all the placenta gunk all off of it before someone posts a picture of them. I do. Yeah. I think they should wait three days. I know, sure. get all the ugly off of them. Well, yeah, the because sometimes head their head's and, weird shaped yeah. and they're weird colors. He's talking uh, about yeah. himself. Because I, I didn't look like that and neither did Scott. You're talking about at birth or He's talking about himself. I know, a little bit of both. Okay, just, yeah, I got changed. like four sipped and... Can, can you still <laughs> hear this, James? Oh, sorry, man. Yeah, I, it, I had like a cone head, so... He still kind of does. But, wait three you know, days. Hey. Yeah, he's in a little bit of denial. Yeah, his head's still kind of misshapen a little bit to me, but that's just me. James, look to the left. That's a mighty fine head. No, I know I have a goddamn Cro-Magnon head. I know that. I have a Cro-Magnon brow, half a damn Klingon forehead. I know I'm awful, okay? We've established this. And he wonders why we never had any kids together. James, I still love you, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. Don't nobody want to carry a big-ass head, baby. (laughs) I mean... I can't do it, James. Just can't. Oh, oh, it's all going downhill from there. Right? Oh, right. Now, and let's get point, down to, to it. intelligent on this. Like I said, it's going to be a long show if we went for you to be intelligent. Hey. <laughs> okay, so. Now it just went and got personal. All right. It did. All right. So, what made you, Bruce Henderson, you were in the military. Mm-hmm. You're an engineer. Mm-hmm. Father. Mm-hmm. What made you say, you know what? I think I want to be on city council. Well, 
I'm think, wondering how long I can go on this one for a while. Not long because I'm going to over talk you. We're going to turn off your mic, turn off the light and everything. But you can keep talking. You going to let me continue? Or yeah, 27. It was a good number. <laughs> but it wasn't time for you so to say it. Well, back at the ranch, <laughs> as I was saying. So even back in my younger years when I was in the military and everything, I, my family was very political as far as, and I say political, not crazy political, but they always mm -hmm. followed everything and paid attention to all the politics going on. Mm hmm well, I moved to Dickinson in 1999, and uh, I'm originally from southeast Missouri, a little town called Farmington. It has population 8,000 when I left. When I moved to Dickinson, it was quite a, it was a little bit smaller, and it really had that same feel of that town that I grew up in. Mm -hmm. And so when I first moved here, I met some people. I got involved with the VFW and a few other organizations, and, and oddly enough, uh, there was a ditch Mm -hmm. As everybody talks about drainage, mm -hmm. there was a ditch behind my house that was in terrible condition. It wasn't ever cleaned. And so I started going to city council mm -hmm. and getting my three minutes and discussing with them. Then every couple months, I'd come back again. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm here to talk to them about this again. And uh, it got to where I started spending more time up there and getting to know how the processes work and getting to know other councilmen. Was Julie Master still was it the mayor back she then? She was too? the mayor back then too. Oh my god, are you serious? I, I was joking. No, no, no. This wasn't in 1999. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. Okay. So no, I mean, don't get me wrong. When the, the ditch thing, I think that started probably in the mid 2000s. That's, probably six, five or six. That's still a long time. Be in yeah, office. I think she's been in there 16 years, I that, think. Okay. Mas right. Okay. All yeah. right. Continue. So um, anyway, as I got to know everybody and I got to know more people around the city, uh, Mary Dunbaugh was a councilwoman at the time, mm -hmm. a good councilwoman. She had decided she wasn't going to run again. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got in conversation with some people, and they, I was like, you know what? I feel like throwing my hat in the ring. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been doing project management for 26 years, and at the time, the way I looked at you know, running anything was just a matter of management. Mm -hmm. It was just a matter of knowing what the requirements were, figuring out what, how you meet them, figuring out what your budget, your schedule, X, Y, and Z. I've since learned there's a lot of other nuances behind besides just your basic project management, personnel management kind of stuff. It's, it's definitely at a different level of challenging. Right. But, you know, that's oddly enough, when it comes to all the rules and everything, I've kind of mm -hmm. discovered that's actually the way we want it. Mm -hmm. No matter how frustrating it gets to us, the citizens and everybody, the minute you shortcut it and do it a quick way, you're guaranteed everybody and their brother is going to go, oh, you just did a deal. You just mm -hmm. set somebody up. So we have all these rules on top of rules on top of rules to basically protect all the people from the people that could take advantage of it if they wanted to. So anyway, I digress a little bit. but uh, Not just a little bit. Uh, <laughs> get a mitt, get in the game. It'll get interesting. <laughs> so long story short... Um, so Miss Mary had decided she was not going to run again, and I chose to run. And uh, about uh, a week before final uh, final choice to sign up for the run, a gentleman named Lewis Gill, who was a 24-year councilman, mm -hmm. decided to run against me. Related to Virginia Gill? Uh, there's a very good chance that. Over uh, there by Hugh and Jeff's area? Where well, she, I know he lives off of Sunset. Yeah, yeah, same yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. Wonderful man. Mm -hmm. I mean, of course, we were in a competition, so it probably wasn't wasn't ever rude. It was never right. rude. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, even on election day, I helped him put his signs in because he was having a tough time with it. But mm -hmm. uh, so I, I ran, and as it happened, you know, I won, of course. And uh, 
and it was kind of interesting. His his uh, I think it was his granddaughter mm-hmm. actually came to council and and in front of council made a compliment to me about running a fair and decent campaign. She appreciated it. Mm-hmm. Made me feel pretty good, you know, because I'd always heard how shady and and dirty politics was, and it wasn't that way. Okay, it was a good clean uh, campaign. So anyway, that's that's how I got into it. Okay. I'm pretty proud I did it. Still am. I recommend everybody in every city mm-hmm. at some point should step up mm-hmm. and take a chance to okay. run a campaign or serve on a council, anything. And uh, I will say that uh, I'm living to eat my words right now, mm-hmm. but uh, my second election, nobody on council had a single opponent. Mm-hmm. Seven members, zero opponents. And don't get me wrong. It made it for an easy election, mm-hmm. but at the same time, and I told many people, I said, you know, it's just not right. I mm-hmm. said, the people in our city should care enough to hold us accountable. They mm-hmm. should they should step up and challenge us to make sure that we're willing to do what it takes. And uh, in that one, uh, it didn't, and so they decided to make up for it in this next election. I got mm-hmm. two opponents. Yeah. So we just spread that out over three years. It had been a lot easier. Be careful what you wish for. I know. <laughs> okay, so what exactly, because up until last week, you know, they, they have it where it says position one, position three. So I thought each position did like a certain thing. So, yeah, I was like, so what does position two actually do? So w- what is it that you're the most passionate about as far as being on city council? I, I know some people are more interested in, you know, development or some people may be more interested in finances. Which one? Do you, where do you kind of lean? Um, well, and keep in mind, I got 26 years in project management. Mm-hmm. So when I see a problem, it's my nature. This is what I've been doing for a long time. Here's a problem. All right, spitball it. Find out solutions. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a good solution, but it won't work because of X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's back up one step, find the next solution. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's always a, a matter of plugging it in until you find the right solution. And I've done that for 26 years. And that's what I actually enjoy doing being on council when there's problems they say oh we can't do it because of xyz okay all right have we considered doing this and sometimes it's actually something simple that Mm -hmm. very intelligent people may overlook sometimes another council will say it and i go man i I didn't think of that Mm -hmm. so and it happens but that's the thing that i'm kind of passionate towards and in this case and i hope this doesn't uh, dovetail ahead of what you're going to go to but Mm -hmm. it's kind of like with our streets and drainage in the city uh, originally, when I first got on there, I saw every one of those as an individual project. Okay, what do you got to do to fix this problem? Okay, mm-hmm. is it elevation? Is it, you know, the hydrology? What is it? You know, or is it money? Mm-hmm. And so I kept going through it and kept looking at all these individual projects. And uh, it's just been in the last year or so that I kind of came to, you call it an epiphany. Probably a bunch of people go, well, no shit. Mm-hmm. And that is the streets and drainage are actually not the problem. Mm-hmm. They're the symptom. Okay. And the problem is they're a basic maintenance requirement of running a city. Uh, I keep using the analogy. I've told a bunch of people this. It's like if I gave you a $10 million house right now, mm-hmm. free and clear, you don't owe a penny on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you think you and James could afford the maintenance on a no. $10 million house? Mm-hmm. Even if you had all the love in the world and all the dedication, Mm-mm. at some point things are going to start decaying. Mm-hmm. And you won't have the finances to keep up with it. Right. And so that's kind of the same story with a city. You know, you got a beautiful city, but if you don't have enough revenue to support it, to get the staff, get the materials, get the, the work done, mm-hmm. it's going to decay. 
And that's kind of where we're at with 30 years of decisions now. And I won't disrespect any former councilman. In a lot of cases, it was the it was the decision of the time that made sense at the time, whether mm -hmm. it was revenue, whether it was just a, a time, and that's what we had, that's what we didn't have. Certain uh, technologies didn't exist, say. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it, it's just how it worked out. But kind of what I've been looking at nowadays is we must improve our economic development mm -hmm. so that we can basically improve our, our financial situation. Right. And when I say that, I want to be very clear, this is a political response, sorry, mm -hmm. But when I say we must improve our financial situation, it doesn't include taxing us all out of town. Mm -hmm. I have no interest in doing that because anytime somebody talks taxes, I got to pay them too. I'm right. a tightwad. You know this. Oh, boy. That's putting them out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can I reuse those nails? I can reuse those nails. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's kind of what the deal is. And we have to look at uh, ways to basically increase our, increase our sales tax base. Okay. And I have a few ideas for it that mm -hmm. I think will work out. And I'll let you go on to the next question. Well, thank you. So what do you think you are the, the show? excuse me? You want to go back to the show now? Don't make me cut you live on there because you know I will. Security. And, and then I'll Security. Swear, I swear it still was your fault. So what to you are <laughs> the top rude. three biggest affairs in Dickinson? Well, ironically. Not I, cheating. I know. I was, I was about like to say. So issues your neighbor's you know. wife was. Uh, okay. No, no, no. Because you know not, we not know it one, all. Not that one. Not that one. <laughs> Somewhere over at your house, your neighbor's going, wait a minute, what? Right. Did you hear just what he what? said? Yeah. Y'all are good. We'll talk about that after the show. Lucy, you got a lot of explaining to do. <laughs> so what, what What are the top three concerns to you? Well, ironically, I feel like I just kind of covered them a little bit. And that is, I mean, the streets and drainage are screaming. I mean, it's top of the line. Mm -hmm. Everybody still has PTSD from Harvey. Um, my family, we, we got three feet in the water in the house. Uh, seven out of Six out of seven council members were put out of their house because of flooding. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, when people talk about, you know, getting nervous, we, we had that flood, uh, what was it, just a month ago, mm -hmm. three weeks ago? Mm -hmm. um, man, it was coming down in buckets. Right. And I'm watching the bayou come up, and I'm not going to lie to you, I, I'm not scared of much, but I'm sitting there going, that's what it looked like when it started right. on Harvey. And it gets me a little tight, too. Yeah. There's a couple other choice words I won't use right now. Yeah. But uh, so I get it. Uh, but it's something we're going to keep working on, no question. So uh, with the drainage, that's a given. Uh, the big thing that I hate low-hanging fruit that you can't quite get to cut loose from the vine. Mm -hmm. And one of them is obviously the trash throughout our yeah. city. This is just such should be. I can't believe it's still like ongoing about. Language. Uh, oh, you're on the lever on Shikishi. You can say I whatever know. you want. Um, my mom might watch. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, uh, one of our um, fans actually just put a comment said "trash pickup!" exclamation mm -hmm. point right before you brought that mm -hmm. up. So it's very timely. So me. I mean, what what's going on with that? How quickly is that issue going to be resolved? Because you know, when you think about trash pickup, you just think about okay, gathering all the trash in your house, putting it outside, making sure it's out there on time. Mm -hmm. But if no one's picking it up, I mean, you still got to put the trash out. And then if there's no trash pickup, it becomes a street problem, neighborhood problem, then a mm -hmm. city problem because you got trash blowing everywhere. Mm -hmm. So where where is the city mm -hmm. right now with resolving or trying to resolve that issue? Before things get really stinky and shitty, and we don't want that. Oh, I feel like we already went right past that. Well, <laughs> honest, but uh, <laughs> no, um, 
bottom line, to put a little bit of history to this thing, uh, and I've, I've getting, I've getting kicked in the balls by a bunch of people for justified reasons when they go, you know, when we had waste management, we never had these damn problems. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you're absolutely right. We didn't. Mm-hmm. But now let me tell you why we didn't. Because back then, waste management had a contract directly with the city. Mm-hmm. Every quarter, they sent the city a bill, a big bill. Okay. Well, the city doesn't have any billing capability. I don't think a lot of people realize that. We have no no system in place for us to send you a bill and you to send us a check. Okay. Nothing. So do every, other cities have that? A lot of bigger cities do. Leak okay. City, Tech City, of course they do. I don't even know if Santa Fe does. I don't know, by the way. Let me clarify that before somebody jumps on me. Mm-hmm. But uh, the point I was going to make on that is how we've always managed it historically was through WCID1, mm-hmm. your water bill. Right. Okay. Same with the fire department. You know, you got to put in eight bucks for the fire department. Mm-hmm. Well, for years, the water bill had your trash bill mm-hmm. built into it. Okay. So we're sending a check every three months to waste management. A lot of money. Mm-hmm. Okay. Every quarter... Waste, or excuse me, WCID one comes along and goes, here's your check for receipts mm-hmm. for the last three months. Okay, thank you. Wait a minute. How come the bill mm-hmm. is tremendously bigger than the freaking receipts? Mm-hmm. Because it got to the point where we realized nearly 50% of the people weren't paying it. Okay. Because there was no repercussions whatsoever. Yeah, okay? because when the when they're picking up trash, they're just picking up trash. They, they don't want time no, to no, go no, through no. a... Back then, that... waste management didn't care. They didn't give two shits. They were just... Just picking it up. They picked up everything and everybody. Right, right. Because the city paid for the whole bill. Mm-hmm. Okay, but now the city if, if saw you the were paying your paying. water bill, mm-hmm. well, we finally realized it. But if you were paying your water bill and say you got a fifty dollar water bill, then you got a fourteen dollar uh, trash bill, mm-hmm. and then you got an eight dollar uh, fire department bill. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the fourteen and the eight is twenty two dollars. Okay, if you send in fifty bucks, mm-hmm. Merry Christmas to you. Mm. Your water never got cut off. Nobody would call you. Nobody would harass you. Because they're getting paid regardless. Well, well, it wasn't that. I think it's, what you're saying is, is that the balance for service was on the water. So as long as you paid the balance the water, that covered the water. Yep. But now that it's separated. It's separated right. now. So that okay. was the point we realized basically the city was subsidizing trash. Yes. Okay. Right. To a large amount of money. And I won't, I won't on air say the number because I would probably be making it up completely. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly, but it was a lot of money. And it's a lot of money I would much rather put into streets and drainage mm-hmm. and make it a lot better. So that's history story. Mm-hmm. So we tried to change a variety of things to try to get this under control because, I mean, we we're pissing money away. And when it comes down to that, it's like, James, you're paying your bill. You're paying your bill. I'm paying my bill. Well, guess what? Now I'm going to take your tax money also. So you're going to pay twice. Mm-hmm. And that's not right. I will never think that's right. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's where we had issue with it. And so we tried to change it with waste management. They said, nope, we're not changing our contract. Suck it. So we said, all right, we'll go out for quote. Mm-hmm. And so we went out to quote to Republic. And they came back and said, okay, yeah, this is our bid. We'll take it. By the way, that that wasn't a that was a, a scratchy beard. By the way, sorry, not a bafangul. Bafangul, no. Uh, so meanwhile, we we wrote a contract. It was a pretty good contract. Uh, I sat down with Republic myself personally and talked to them for hours about explain your billing process. I said because the billing is now on them to the customer. Mm-hmm. The city is out of the business, which we should have been. We we shouldn't have had to get in the middle of it. Right. Theoretically, I know, before everybody pounces. So they showed me how they managed their billing. They showed me how they had their, their filing system, how they mailed out bills. I was like, well, what do you do? How does a truck know? 
Right. Oh, Mr. Henderson, come on up here into one of our trucks. Right. Here's an iPad. Here's a map. If it's green, we pick it up. If it's red, we don't pick it up. Okay. I said, okay, so you're going to have these in all your trucks. Absolutely. I don't think they do that. Not even close. Yeah. I mean. So now fast forward four years. Now we have a vendor that uh, is losing their butt. Financially, they're not, they're losing a lot of money in the city. Mm -hmm. Why are they losing money in the city? Because their billing's out of control. Well, and the same behavior that people had before still has no consequence. None right? whatsoever. Because the, the trucks still are still picking up, up the routes. Right. Yep. No, and now of only the people that are have paid their trash bill, their trash is getting picked up. But if you haven't, it's not getting picked up. Well, no, it's getting picked up, but still getting picked up. Yeah, the okay. way I, yeah the way I understand it is since they've seen the losses, they've started cutting back routes almost That's arbitrarily. Right. Yeah, is that is that fair or is that? That is something that I will put a, a front front end caveat on there to say it's just hearsay and it's just assumption, no okay. legalese to it. I don't know for a fact. But it's an easy thing to make an assumption on. Okay. So, Fair so how's it going to get fixed, and how how long right. do people have so to wait? So, our city administrator had to sit down with him last week. Uh, I'm going to use the phrase "put them on notice," mm -hmm. saying, "Look, this this can't can't be that way." Uh, they did a plan of action, saying, "Okay, uh, we're going to notify the city administrator every morning how many trucks are coming to the city. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to have a supervisor in the city every day, and before every truck leaves." Mm -hmm. If it is not at max capacity, it's not completely loaded, we are going to reroute that truck to whatever routes are not completed. Because sometimes people have a lot of extra trash out there. Yeah. And you can fill a truck up. So that's what they explained that they were going to do. Um, to a degree, it has gotten better. Mm -hmm. uh, I was actually answering texts to some friends of mine that live in Long Shadow mm -hmm. that while I was driving down their neighborhood yesterday, I had a Republic truck behind me, mm -hmm. and then the truck went around me, mm -hmm. and then I noticed why didn't they pick up this trash? Mm -hmm. They literally picked up like a third of the neighborhood mm -hmm. and didn't pick up the rest. I immediately called the city administrator. We contacted them. He calls them back. They lost a, an airline. They lost their brakes. They were able to drive out of the neighborhood very slowly and get up to Hughes Road where they had to be towed out. Okay. <laughs> well, that kind of uh, okay. goes against the whole keep Dickinson beautiful motto because it's got well, trash everywhere and well it was an airline i mean basically it just it disabled the truck right okay but in the process of disabling the truck now you can't pick up the, the damn trash. trash yeah okay so you know it's stuff they're supposed to be fixed that being said also uh i personally am not satisfied with this plan of action yet i i, I back to what i said on it comes to project management it's not too hard people do the math how many houses Mm -hmm. How much load, making a, uh, an average on the loads. You have to have an adjustment, a contingency plan. You adjust. Some of this stuff, It may maybe I'm simplifying it, but it doesn't seem that difficult. But it is, apparently. Ultimately, on that specific issue, we are going back out for bid in July. Mm -hmm. uh, we are allowing Republic to bid. And I can promise you I'll be looking at their bid very, very closely. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not 100% sure what other companies are going to bid on it, but we'll find out. Bottom line, it's going to get addressed because it it can't continue. Yeah, because people are most definitely not happy, and I don't I don't blame them. Well, you I know. can't tell you how many council meetings I've gone to where I leave my house at 6, mm -hmm. and as I'm driving out, I'm going, son of a gun. The trash wasn't picked My up. trash is still sitting there. Right. My entire neighborhood's trash is still sitting there. And it's not saying that I deserve any special service, but it's just it's a fact. 
It's like when people bitch about the streets and, well, look at my pothole. By the way, I hit the same pothole getting here. I don't like it any more than you do. Mm-hmm. So you do what you can with what you got, with however many levers, how many bats, how many sticks, how many carrots, every management technique you can come up with. You try to try to squeeze it. Yeah, but th- there is a noticeable difference. I mean, since you brought up a pothole, there's a big difference from a pothole that's on that side of the track versus pothole after pothole after pothole on that side of the track. So that's been there for years and hasn't been fixed. There's a, there's a big difference. I can avoid one pothole, mm-hmm. but if I live on a street that's got 20 potholes. Are you talking about Nickelstone specifically? I'm talking about California, mm-hmm. all of that yeah, area over there. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been, yeah. it's horrible. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand why so much emphasis is put on keep Dickinson beautiful over here, but eh, forget about that. Where, you know, those people that live over there are of a different, on a different level as far as, you know, how much they make per year. Yes. Yes. But at the same time, there's, they still work. Um, They work hard. Um, They're, you know, homeowners, but I have a lot of friends over there that I'm still fond of. I remember I lived off of Owens for 14 years. I lived on Thornwood Circle. Yeah, but there's a big difference between Owens and Thornwood Circle than it is over there by Civil Naval. Well, and then it also goes back to the fact that you're, and, and I'm going to go into a solution to this here in mm-hmm. a minute, but you're still got to remember when you think about the entire Nickelstone subdivision, and I'd be a liar if I told you the year it was built, mm-hmm. that's an old, old subdivision quite yeah. old that that's the original dickinson between 517 and uh, highway 3 mm-hmm. which is the downtown the original downtown mm-hmm. you built out of there and they built built puh, let me try it one more time mm-hmm. you <laughs> they built to the east right okay and that's where all those subdivisions so they are the oldest subdivisions they're right. also the oldest streets that were not ever built proper they were built with old technology i mean they all yeah. many of them started out as as oyster streets mm-hmm. oyster shell streets right so now that's history right history kicks you in the butt on a regular basis mm-hmm. on the west side mm-hmm. most of those subdivisions mm-hmm. are i'm going to venture to uh, see my house was built in 88 mm-hmm. so that's 30 years mm-hmm. uh, probably say 1980 or newer is right. probably 80 to 90 percent of those homes yeah and at that point since 1980 the technology to build streets has been better and you know there was better question of maintenance well my question yeah. is that if it's I'm just going going to piggyback off of what you said that that was the beginning of Dickinson, you know. Mm-hmm. So then when it's time to spend money on repairing things, wouldn't it make more sense to start there first? I'm going to say yes and no. Why no? Okay. The the no is because it, it's kind of like the doing maintenance. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you let it get too far then it costs you 10 times more to fix it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so now you got all this stuff over here to the left that's in pretty good shape. Mm-hmm. All right, keep your maintenance up. Mm-hmm. All right, so you don't have to fix that stuff. Right. Now, this stuff over here, you got to fix this complete. Yeah. Every one of those fixes is very expensive. Right. Okay, the maintenance is pretty cheap. That's why it looks like there's work going on there. It's not that much work. It's mm-hmm. not that much cost. Right. This is big cost. Now, as I say all that, I'm kind of, this is one of the things I'm proud and, and aggravated at my own city for this because we suck at communication. Mm-hmm. The stuff that we've been working on for the last year and a half, we haven't communicated it 
I don't think it's ever been on Facebook. I keep getting told, well, check the city uh, website. It's on the city website. Mm -hmm. I go on the city website all the time. I can't find crap. Mm -hmm. And I know it pretty well. So what we, we I think it was uh, March 26th, we approved three projects to be submitted to the general land office mm -hmm. to the tune of, I think it's $9.6 million. Mm -hmm. Those three projects are, one is the Gum Bayou Widening and Cleaning. We're going to take it from 517 all the way to, I believe, 1266, mm -hmm. cleaning that up. That's where everything drains into. Okay. You can do all the drainage in the world. If your bayou isn't going to move it, you're pissing in the wind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But now, uh, I believe, and I'm not going to lie exactly, but six million and some change, mm -hmm. I believe, is going to go to Nickelstone uh, repair of drainage and streets. Okay. So there's going to be over six million dollars worth of drainage and street repair in the Nickelstone area. And Nickelstone basically goes from California all the way to 1266, mm -hmm. and it's primarily north of 517. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's that entire subdivision area over there. It's mm -hmm. going to be a massive change. It's going yeah. to be a huge repair. Uh, in 2016, the Galveston County did a bond issue that passed overwhelmingly, and uh, we are getting a portion of it to come to Dickinson. Mm -hmm. And I think it's $2.7 million, but California Street from 517 all the way up to 29th Street mm -hmm. is going to be replaced. It's going to be completely repaired. There's going to be a five-foot sidewalk, mm -hmm. at least one. I'm crossing my fingers. We can find the pennies to get two of them on both sides. That'd be great. Get these kids <laughs> out of the middle of the road. Yeah. Uh, when I take my daughter to school, it really unnerves me to see all these kids walking down the middle of the street because there is no place for them not mm -hmm. to be walking. Yeah. So, and that's a, I mean, that's a very, very good point is that I don't think anybody would have known that especially the people in that area probably wouldn't have known that that's actually happening for them. Right. You know, so yeah. I mean, can like a letter not be typed up and mailed out? Yeah. Who's going to do it? Uh, y'all volunteers. Y'all there's paid employees at the city hall, right? Not many of them. Well, I mean, then, Hey, everyone take a trunk right. and do it. All right. So I'm going to go, I'm going to one you better. Okay. Cause here I go with all my answers. Okay. I always got the answers. All right. Got a problem? That doesn't mean they're all right. I will agree. Okay. But if you have a problem, think about it. Try a few different ideas and see which one is the best idea. Mm -hmm. One of the things, and I, I'm going to own this completely, that I stole this smoothly from League City. Okay. Uh, I went on the League City website about two years ago to because we sign up for the CTY program here in Dickinson. If if an emergency happens, you get phone calls. You mm -hmm. get robo calls, robo text. Mm -hmm. Well, just out of curiosity, I signed up for League Cities also to see mm. what they got going on. Well, in the process of doing that, I also put my email address on there. Okay. Every month, the city administrator and the mayor and much of the departments, they send out a monthly report. Mm -hmm. Now, not going to minimize the Dickinson, mm -hmm. I, I know, but they, they have somebody that's dedicated to doing that, and it's, it's a very slick production. Mm -hmm. It's very nice. It's about six to ten pages normally. Okay. And it's fantastic. Now, keep in mind, again, the size of Dick League City and all the different events they have going on. But it's not a complicated program. In fact, I screwed around on Google for 15 minutes and accidentally sent out 75 emails to some of my closest oh, friends. God. <laughs> yeah, I had to send, sorry about sending that. Sorry about sending that. Sorry about sending that. <laughs> they're like, why did you send that? I was like, I didn't mean to send it. But ultimately, like I said, it, it takes nothing. It takes longer to put the, the thing together. Well, we, ha we every month, we get a city administrator's report. We get a police department report. We get a public works department report. 
I'm pretty sure we get a um, animal shelter report. Mm -hmm. We get reports from all these people. And sometimes the reports tell us what's been going on. Sometimes mm -hmm. they tell us what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it tells us what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. That brings me up to speed. Right. None of these things, they're all bullet points. Right. Okay, that gives me the opportunity to go, okay, I want to know more information about that. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's what you got to do short of getting into micromanaging, and I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't take any time for us to take those, say, 10 pages, stack them all together in a PDF. Yeah. Set up an Excel data, data Excel spreadsheet mm -hmm. with everybody's phone number, or excuse me, everybody's names and their email addresses. Right. Like I said, I learned this on Google. Mm -hmm. Highlight the whole column, hit a few buttons, send. Yeah. Now I just emailed everybody ten thousand people Dickinson in the city what the reports are, and everybody got an individual email. You're not copied right. ten thousand person deep. Right. So here's the interesting. What's what's the population of Dickinson right now? Twenty thousand. Twenty thousand. So mm -hmm. so uh, just us, our show on Facebook is about to hit 8,000. So there's, I mean, that's a, it's over a quarter of mm -hmm. the population of Dickinson yeah. and that's just with Facebook. Mm -hmm. So there, there are, yeah, there are tons of different ways to do that kind of communication yeah. in ways people actually yeah. consume it. And I've had so. people suggest that we go through Facebook and yeah, there's benefits, but there's also hazards. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's going to be with any way that yeah. you do yeah. it. Yeah. 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 But, but the I, most important part the is the communication clear. so that people know what's going on. Yeah. Just yeah. Be, just Keep like, you know, you guys are being informed what you, you said, the shelter, police, mm -hmm. what, what's going on. I think once it's given to you all, that it's important for the people in Dickinson to have that information, too, because it's regarding them. Well, and it's important for the people to also care. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like that's another. I mean, that it, it is a two-way street when it comes well, to Well, morale is pretty low right now. So I, I think that as far as that goes and people caring, that's something that City Hall is going to have to do. And... Yeah, there's a show that you care more. Um, you did that loud again because it's important. Okay. Um, <laughs> show that you know they care enough to inform people what's going on. Well, no, you just said morale's pretty low right now. Yeah, and and I I gotta agree because I've, I've been I've had the pleasure, and I'm gonna call it a pleasure, mildly painful pleasure, but it was good that I got to knock on over probably close to a thousand doors in the last month. Mm -hmm. And I've talked to a lot of people. Some of the people are like, yeah, that's nice. Thanks for the card. Good day, sir. Mm -hmm. And I've had a bunch of people, hey, wait a minute. Tell me what's going on with this. Mm -hmm. Hey, by the way, I'm really pissed off about this and this. And I've had to stand, not had to, I have had the opportunity to explain to a bunch of people that all the things that are going on. And I, it blows my mind how few people that I talk to, I'm like, are you aware of this project? Are you aware of this program? Are you aware of this? And there's almost like a... A pat answer is no. Well, how are they supposed to know about it if it's not being communicated? Well, the them? answer is go to the website. That was sarcasm, I've been by on the way. The that was sarcasm. I know, I, oh, yeah, because right. I'm like, I've been on a website, and yeah. it's not user-friendly. and I like, know it entirely too well, and it's painful for me to yeah, get down into it sometimes. Yeah. That's why I'm saying, and don't get me wrong, there's a thousand different ways to do it. Mm -hmm. But if you want to keep it top level, keep it simple, mm -hmm. just simple notification. When we get these reports... There's nothing proprietary in there. There's no, nobody's social security numbers. This right. is basic information, information of what are we doing in our damn city. Right. Okay, here it is, guys. You can read it sitting on the toilet or you can throw it in the trash. It's mm -hmm. your prerogative. We have now brought the water to you and now mm -hmm. it's yours to drink. Yeah, and, and yeah, and that's the, that's the perfect way to look at it. I'm like, mm -hmm. we're giving it to you. We can't mm -hmm. make you open the email and read what's going on. But the most important part is that the information has been sent out. 
Yeah, and, and I, I've told a bunch of people this, too. In, in my day job, I have four people that I report Hold to on. directly. Hang on one second. We'll broadcast in all right, sorry about that, everyone. We had a little bit of a technical difficulty, which means that James fucked up something. No, I'm just kidding. We lost internet um, for a minute. Um, uh, before we left, uh, we were talking about communication within the city. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, I have a question for you. You know, what is your stance on the lack of female and minority-owned businesses in Dickinson? I'm not laughing at the question. Mm -hmm. I was still laughing at what James did to me earlier because <laughs> we were talking about that question, and I was like, uh, I'm for it. Yeah. And I was joking, and James was like, you're for the lack of? And I went, I should probably read that word. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I, I don't know what to say completely about a lack of. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to minorities and female and everything, I, I come from a family where my mom is just as strong as my dad in my eyes. Mm -hmm. And so, and I've had friends... <laughs> Are you telling me that? Yeah. So ultimately, and I've had, I, I work with people of every diversity you can come up with, ethnicity. Mm -hmm. Why is that hard to say? Because you're not used to saying it. Right. Yeah. I'm really not. Because I mean, I don't <laughs> ever think about it that way. It's not and, a word that you just say every day. Yeah. Right. There was another one that was even worse last week. We'll talk about that later. But uh, bottom line, in my, my line of work, I've, I've, and my existence has been merit-based. I, I personally don't care any of the above. Can you do it? Can you make it successful? Then I'll do everything I can to support you to make it good. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so I, I don't know how to completely answer. Yeah. That. Cause you're not answering. No. It. Well, you're you're question, going all the way around it. Yeah. And I mean, you're get you almost answered that. Like, what do you think about black people? And you're like, Oh, my, my best friend's friend is black. Them. Yeah. I know two. It, it really sounded like that. So <laughs> here, here's my thing. I am a double minority, mm -hmm. and I opened a business here. Yeah, city council was, there was invited. Was we did to hold you down? And you didn't do anything to help either. You didn't even come out I to support. You at council. Well, no one showed up. No I one promoted. has. No one no. showed up. Not one person. And since we've been open, not one person until you came today um, has been by. So to me, that is not showing support. Well, for... okay. So now let's think about this. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Seven people on council. Yeah. Only one of them is a woman, mm -hmm. and you got seven white guys that want to come into a, a the Pink Phoenix store. Mm -hmm. Now, what am I shopping for in here, Keish? Um, you can shop for your daughter, your mom, your wife, or you can just come in and show support by saying, "Hey, we're glad you opened up a business. We glad you decided to open mm -hmm. up a business home when you could have opened it up anywhere, or just True. any level of support instead of zero. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think. Uh, um... I think there's a general feeling that Dickinson is not really business-friendly. Business no. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think that's – I mean, we're an example, I think, but I, there's a sentiment that mm -hmm. what's the incentive to open a business in um, Dickinson? And we got what? asked that question at least 100 times, and we answered mm -hmm. it the same way every time because Dickinson is home, Dickinson mm -hmm. needs this, and why not Dickinson? But then you have the situation like – well, even the city council doesn't care that we opened. And but yet it's all about, you know, all these political responses to things. Oh, we want more businesses. Oh, the future's female. Oh, minority business. But it's not that because when it comes time to show up, no one shows up. I feel like any answer I give right now sounds like an excuse. Well, I think you should just answer it honestly. 
Have I ever lied to you? It's kind of like asking Awkward. you if you ever lied to me. Yeah. <laughs> Awkward. Well, so, I mean. Uh, I was going to say, uh, you and I have always been pretty brutally honest well, with each other. And, and I'll be brutally honest with you. And that's... by the way, that day, I was actually at an event with my son. But you're not the only person on city council either. I'm I, speaking I, as, a, as a whole. Fair enough. Um, but that's... there's six other houses other than mine. Yeah. Okay. I don't go to them and pick them up and say, hey, look, we have to go through this event tonight. I didn't, I didn't, I don't, and I don't expect for anyone to do that. My mm -hmm. point was this is what is the stance on the lack of female and minority business owners? And you didn't answer that, which is fine. But my thing is that here we are trying to make mm -hmm. Dickinson more profitable. And are you a part beautiful. of the Chamber of Commerce? Mm -hmm. You are? Yeah. So you know Don King? They all came. Good. Yeah. They, they, they came, they stayed, they shopped. So is it, I mean. Uh, the men too. So. <laughs> I'll ask it like this: Is it is it fair for us to have the perception that Dickinson has not really been business friendly for a while? I mean, as as soon as Dickinson Beautiful kind of started, it's felt like we don't really want to entice business. We we'd rather make sure that, that we have trees, more trees. And, trees and and the vultures are okay. Yeah. <laughs> God bless yeah. the vultures. Yeah. I, I can tell you, it's been my experience. And man, I'm not going to hate this answer because I'm going to get stalked. It's okay. But we've had many opportunities for businesses to come in. Don't get me wrong, Keish. Don't ever think that I'm diminishing your business or you or anything. Mm -hmm. I'm glad as shit you're here. Mm -hmm. I'm glad every single small business in town, whether it's an electrical shop, whether it's a, you know, a, a boutique like you have, any one of them, I'm happy. Mm -hmm. Okay. I haven't hired an electrician, so I haven't been over there. Mm -hmm. I haven't hired a plumber, so I haven't gone on there. Mm -hmm. I haven't bought a gold lame thong, so I haven't been here. <laughs> mm -hmm. The one I have works just fine. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but <laughs> well, I just totally took that off. So the image, yeah, alone. yeah, I enjoy that. But um, when it comes to some of the the bigger opportunities we've had in the city, and I say bigger, don't get me wrong, I'm not talking about sticking a Walmart or Home Depot in town. We haven't had any of those, mm -hmm. but. There's a phrase, have you ever heard me use the phrase NIMBY? No. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's called not in my backyard. Mm -hmm. Okay. Dickinson has 517, I-45, and Highway 3. Mm -hmm. Those are our main commercial corridors. Mm -hmm. One block off of every one of those streets is residential. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. With a lot the, of that is county as well. So like Highway 3, for example, a lot of county on Oregon. the east side it is yeah. the west side is actually still the avenues that's part of right. uh, dickinson yeah mm -hmm. which is residential right mm -hmm. so we're still in that boat and we've had business opportunities come into the city uh I, I can't go i can't remember exactly what year but it was uh i think it was around 2010. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> what is what's the harley dealership down in lamarck uh uh Oh, yeah, I, I can't remember the name of it. But, but anyway. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, I remember they were looking at Yeah, spots. they wanted to put their Harley dealership in Dickinson. Mm -hmm. Now, dealerships in general don't pay a lot of revenue to the city mm -hmm. in, in automotive sales tax. Mm -hmm. They don't have to pay it to the cities. But a Harley dealership makes a small fortune in merchandise. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I, it's not all about money either, I know, but this is I, I do have to look at it from a money perspective. Mm -hmm. This would have been a huge boon for the city. But wait a minute. 
uh, we don't want all those Harley Davidsons coming through town. Thank you. Harleys are noisy. Yeah. And Always you know what noisy. kind of people yeah. ride Harleys? Uh, yeah, people doctors and dentists. Yeah. yeah, people with money ride Harleys. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's and that's. I would ride a Suzuki. I'm just saying. Well, I think, but I think that's a very, very good point in mm-hmm. that a lot of times when there has been those chances, it's been more. Let's been keep squashed. Dickinson like a small town. Mm-hmm. Let's keep that feel, and yet League City, Texas City, just. I mean, League City is just just 646 is lost to us at this point. Mm-hmm. It, it seems like for the most part. Okay. But, so. I'm going to keep on. I'll come back to that in a minute. Okay. I've, I've got a great point that I'm going to get to eventually. But that's exactly what we're against. I mean, and it sounds so cliche. You know, you talk NIMBYs. Somebody introduced me to a phrase cave the other day. Mm-hmm. Citizens against virtually everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it, you know these, these people live in our city. Mm-hmm. And they are our, our neighbors. They're our brothers, our sisters, our friends. And I love every one of them. You know, the neighborhood I live in, yay, everything's perfect. Okay, what if somebody wanted to put something in my backyard? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm pretty open-minded on a lot of things. Well, what if I didn't like it? Mm-hmm. Well, then by God, I never I need to stand up and I need to say something to city council. Mm-hmm. And I get they're, they're justified and they're right, but when it comes to the bigger scheme of things about what is good for the city, mm-hmm. we're, we're left holding the bag all the time because the individual groups don't want it right there. Another example is, is the car wash on the west side. Yeah. Okay. It was controversy. With the it car was wash. phenomenally con- yeah. controversial. It was a bloody car wash. You know, and the thing is, and I've told a bunch of people this, yeah, there's five car washes within a quarter mile of there. Well, no, there's not. There's five car washes, but how many of them actually work? And the answer is, I believe, last I checked, two. Okay. Only two of those five actually are functional. And then... I don't know about you guys, and this is not me saying that what I drive is expensive, but I got a Ford F-150. It's a pickup truck. Nothing special, nothing great. Take a wild guess what a, a new F-150 cost. It's pretty damn expensive. You're looking in the thirty dollars to $40,000 range. Do you really want to put your new thirty dollars to $40,000 investment into a gas station car wash that may or may not have rocks embedded in the thing? Okay, so you would rather have a good, decent service available to you. Are we still live? Oh, yeah. Oh, you were just kind of looking off. I thought something changed. I'm watching. And to me, it was a matter of offering services to the people that live in our city. Okay, when I want to get my truck washed and I want it done well and I don't want to have to worry about the paint getting chipped off, Mm -hmm. I hate to admit it. I go to League City. I go to Blue Wave. I go to... Uh, the dealer, the place that's up on 518 where they clean it. Mm-hmm. I'm very deep in my heart about Shop Dickinson, but if Dickinson doesn't have the service, I'm forced to go to another town. And by the way, it's not uncommon for me to be sitting there waiting for my car to be washed for an hour, and I go, damn, I'm hungry. Huh, I think I'll walk across the street and get something to eat. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, now that was just that much more money that was lost that we didn't get. So now this car wash, you know, was on the back of residential property that has been residential property for years. And when they bought it, that was commercial property behind them. Okay. It's gotta be something. I I asked the people, okay, you, you hate the car wash. Great. Tell me a business that we can put in that commercial property that is zoned commercial that you'll be okay with. But that is not answering the question at all. You totally veered every which way and didn't answer the question. Are we question. still back on this one? We never, you never answered it. 
I, I mean, I, I'm still waiting to hear, you know, what is your stance on the no, lack of no, female minority business fault. owners? James is the one that brought the question back to, is it more dick than beautiful or is it business? And okay. that's where we well, were going on that subject. Well, let's take it back to the actual question mm -hmm. about the lack of female minority business owners. And then that led to, okay. we have right, opened I'm, a business I'm gonna, I'm gonna as a double. It. I'm going to own this. Okay. Ignorance. I'm not aware of that it is a problem. Yeah, be, okay. be, because it's, and I don't mean this to be rude, but when mm -hmm. a lot of the people where you live look just like you, yeah, you're not aware of it unless you want to be aware of it. I don't own a business in Dickinson. I, I know, but mm -hmm. my point was that you said you weren't aware of it. But I mean, to me, if someone's on city council, when you go to places in your town, mm -hmm. you take a all look right. and you take uh, notice. All right, let's talk about Little Mexico, Monterey's. It's closed. Marjorie Morgan. She's working on opening it. Okay. I have been over backwards to help her with every every opportunity I could. And who is Marjorie? Um, who? Marjorie Morgan. I don't know who she is. What do you want me to say? Keith Morgan's wife? No, I mean, how do, well, How does that go back to is, the question? Is she's a female business owner. Okay. That is working diligently to try to open a business in mm -hmm. Dickinson. Because Monterey's closed because mm -hmm. of the flood. They didn't want to open it again. Marjorie has been pushing the envelope trying to get this place open. Mm -hmm. And I have very happily helped her at every opportunity I can. Okay. Okay. If anybody comes to me that wants to open a business, I'm, I'm going to help them. If it's a business that I go, dude, you, this will be great for the city. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to bend over backwards, do everything I can to, to try to help them get navigate through all of the, the hoops and hurdles. Mm -hmm. And back to my stupid response to it maybe mm -hmm. you know i do know two black people kind of response but i don't care if it's a female or a male or what their gender or anything about them mm -hmm. other than hey man do you have a good idea do you need some help what can i do to help you mm -hmm. and that's always been my drive now if you want to go beyond bruce henderson mm -hmm. and ask me a question what is the city going to do and the short answer is i don't have a damn clue mm -hmm. I, I don't know that anybody's ever presented it to me that way and back to my way back when Bruce tell me a problem I find solutions mm -hmm. I don't have a clue where to begin with the solutions I would look at you and say Keisha tell me what I'm missing mm -hmm. I'm wide open because I mean if I don't know it I don't I'm unashamed to say I don't know okay. so give me some advice what what is something we could do to help people more uh, I, perhaps supporting Showing more Showing supports. up at your opening, I know. Or, I mean, and, and that's just not on one person, but like I said, even mm -hmm. since then, you know, it hasn't been done, but whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so I know you've been, you have been very vocal about your support of um, police departments. Mm -hmm. um, so with that being said, you know, that's great, you know, because, you know, the boys in blue, the women in blue, you mm -hmm. know, they, they have... I, I couldn't, that's a job that I couldn't do, but... I feel like I flustered you somehow. No, um, but... Well, she's, like, got 800 quick quips to, like, stab me in the ribs, and she's kind of like, mm. No, but, I mean, with that being said, with your support of the police, where does that take you in regards to issues such as Black Lives Matter? What? Another one of those, I don't know what the answer to that is. I really don't. I mean, just answer it honestly. Be okay. Because, well, I can tell um, you our police force by state statute 
is required every year to present a uh, profiling report. Mm -hmm. uh, we're required every, I say we, they are required at every time that they have a traffic violation, a stop or anything, mm -hmm. they're required to document what the race and everything is. Mm -hmm. This is something that gets audited by the state. Mm -hmm. Okay, once a year it gets put on our agenda to review. Here is our uh, racial profiling report. Mm -hmm. Okay, I see it. Yeah. Okay, did this meet all of the standards that a committee that created these requirements is in compliance? Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting here going, is, I don't know what this metric means. Mm -hmm. I don't know, is this good or is this bad? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, you know, I know we have a very diverse police force that are good men and women. Uh, I support every one of them like they're family. Mm -hmm. And I, again, back to what I said before, I don't care the, the race or the gender. It's just they are people in our, our city that I care about. Well, so are, like, there's a lot of black people in the city, too. Mm -hmm. so I'm if, good friends with many of them, more than two, by the way. So with that being said, you know, when you have issues such as Black Lives Matter, which is here in Dickinson as well, you, you've you shown are your they? support. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, with your support for the police, how do you find the balance between the two? Do you not show any support to people that are saying there's an issue as far as police brutality against people of color? Have we had case? And for, again, I'm not being condescending when I say this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say it out of ignorance. Mm -hmm. I have not been made aware in six years mm -hmm. about a, a police brutality case Mm -hmm. on any minority in the city of Dickens. Mm -hmm. I have not been made aware of that. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know if I'm supposed to be going into the jail and, and watching videotapes and verifying, mm -hmm. but it has never been presented to me as such. Okay. All right. So, so let's go back to, you know, mm -hmm. is there too much emphasis on making Dickinson beautiful? Because I'll be honest, it seems like it's, it's let's make Dickinson beautiful on one side of the track, but not on the other side of the track. So how do we get, how do we get the balance? Cause there's not a balance at all. Well, it's not an even balance. One of the things I said at the forum a while back was talking about working on Dickinson's brand. Mm -hmm. Okay. And right now the thing that when people think about Dickinson and they have a negative connotation, they're not thinking about the west side. They're not thinking about the gum bio side. Mm -hmm. They're thinking about old Dickinson, mm -hmm. which is the side you're referring to, that side of the track. Mm -hmm. Okay? It's the oldest part of Dickinson. Mm -hmm. It's the most expensive part of Dickinson to recover. Okay? That being said, we have those projects that are going to go. We're gonna but it's also the most economically disadvantaged portion of Dickinson, too. Well, of course. Yeah. Because otherwise they would move to the more expensive areas, so to speak. Okay, but that doesn't mean that we negate or dismiss them by any means. Those are areas that absolutely have to be improved mm -hmm. because otherwise it's a negative on the entire city. Mm -hmm. There is no part of the city that would be free of that, that, that vision, mm -hmm. that, that negative vision. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what part. Mm -hmm. There we go. And it, at the forum, I brought up the conversation. I said, when you think about cities, mm -hmm. what do you think when you say League City? Mm-hmm. What do you think about when you say Texas City? Mm -hmm. What do you think about when you say Santa Fe? Mm -hmm. What do you think about when you say Dickinson? Mm -hmm. And in a lot of people's minds outside of our city and many people in our city, there's a negative connotation. There's a negative vision on Dickinson. And it goes back to history. It goes back to 
not improving our infrastructure. But you know what it's what it actually just sounded like what you said when you say that it's because mm -hmm. I think everyone knows that the area that you're talking about is quote unquote the black part of town or the Hispanic part of town, and that's well, like, a lot of white friends over there disagree with you. But well, okay. the majority of the people that are there are. So that's, you know, how do we make it not be like that? on that to see if that's true or not. I personally don't know. But like I said, I know a lot of people that live over there. A lot mm -hmm. of people. I know there's Hispanic people. I know there's African-American. I know there's white. There's a, a mix. Mm -hmm. There's a hodgepodge. Mm -hmm. And when you talk about the, the socioeconomic levels, uh, there's a lot of different levels. There are people that are probably pretty decent off, but they moved there 30 years ago. And it's like, man, this is where I live. I'm not moving. Mm -hmm. And that's their prerogative, mm -hmm. you know, and I, I respect them for that. Bottom line, regardless of the socioeconomic condition of the, per the people that are there, mm -hmm. this is cut and dried within the city limits of Dickinson. Mm -hmm. These are our infrastructure that it's our obligation to do something about. Mm -hmm. There's no question about it. Now, again, go back 30 years or five years or 35 years or 50 years, it's irrelevant, mm -hmm. but there's history in technology and construction. There's also history in lack of funding. Mm -hmm. There's history in lack of caring. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of history that is hard to fight, but okay, do you want to take that as an excuse? No, it's the ball we've been handed right now, so do something about it, Bruce. And that's where I'm dedicated to making sure we do something about it. Mm -hmm. There's no question. When we talked about doing that GLO project that was primarily dedicated to the Nickelstone area, like I said, from California to 1266, mm -hmm. those are critical areas that we must bring up to a better level if we're ever going to get, when people think about Dickinson, they go, ah, as long as that area is in a negative vision, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how many pretty neighborhoods we put on the west side. It doesn't matter how many pretty neighborhoods we put on the east side. Mm -hmm. It's still going to be, oh, yeah, that's it. And that's what it's going to be. And I also believe while there's still dozens of, most of those people I think are fantastic, amazing people, <laughs> there's no question in my mind, if I had a beautiful home and a shit driveway, a shit road, mm -hmm. I'm going to lose a little motivation on keeping my stuff up to the level that I would expect it to be also. Mm -hmm. But if I pull out of my driveway onto a nice concrete road that holds it up and my yard can actually go up to the ditch mm -hmm. or the curb, and doesn't have problems, mm -hmm. that gives me a little more motivation to make my yard look better. It gives me a yeah. little more motivation to take my yard up to my house look a little better. In fact, I think I'll put a little landscaping around my house. Mm -hmm. Personal pride, and it's not, it's not saying that it's on them, it's saying that, but that's kind of where it starts. If you bought a nice house and in over 15 or 20 years, you watched your street go to crap while you continue to work your ass off to try to make your house look good, mm -hmm. That's some disheartening crap right there. Mm -hmm. And I, I, there's no question. I will say the city has failed them. Now, whether the failing was justified or situational, it's irrelevant. It's still the same result. Mm -hmm. that's, that's it in a nutshell. And we got to do something about it. We can't dismiss it. We can't close our eyes to it. And it's not, to me, there is not one iota about this situation that has to do with the actual people that live there. Mm -hmm. I don't care who lives there. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just say saying that, that it seems that way. Well, you, I mean, you can't kind of blow that off because that's the way that it seems that the poor neighborhoods don't get the attention that the upper class neighborhoods get. And I mean, that's just, I mean, you can't, well, 
you you can't you you this is what I don't like. I mm-hmm. don't like when there is an issue right there. Mm-hmm. Um and then people want to tiptoe all around it, which I feel that's kind of like what you did. You you tiptoed around it. And yeah, I mean, Dickinson has a black community. It's a, it's a black Hispanic side of the tracks. I'm sure if we go over to the Bay Colony sections or, you know, mm-hmm. closer to where Geo's is, for example, your neighborhood, um, things are a lot different. And but those people work just as hard as the people over here do. And these people over here have been for years and years and years having to drive down streets that are deplorable, mm-hmm. whereas it's not that way over there. So, yeah, it becomes a it does become a class issue. A ne- no, an I'm still going to back issue. you up. And when I say you're, you're trying to compare my neighborhood to any of the avenues in, in Ohio or any of the avenues in, in Colorado. Mm-hmm. That's not apples to apples, okay? When you try to take a 60-year-old subdivision or 50- or 60-year-old subdivision and compare it to a 25-, 30-year-old subdivision, Mm -hmm. you've got different technologies in construction. You've got different technologies and bases. You've got different codes to what everything was built to. Now, did the people move out of this area and move over to this one because it was newer homes? Mm -hmm. Okay. When they built the streets, what was the code requirements? What was the spacing on the rebar? What was the, where did the hell did the rebar come from? Was mm-hmm. it Chinese rebar that wasn't, didn't have the same metallurgy as what they did 20 years earlier? Yeah. These I mean, are all legitimate concerns where you take a road that they built, it has lasted longer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also with a lot of these streets over in the, the Nickelstone area, and, and I'm, there's people that could correct me on this one too. But again, a lot of these roads started out with crushed oyster shells. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was the base. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then one day they came along and they put a, a tar base on top of that and they called that a road. Mm-hmm. Well, then that started sinking. Well, let's put another layer of asphalt on top of that. But I well, think that the city plenty enough time to, to correct the issue, though. But the thing is, in the process of making all these issues, it's this big. It's big. It's not a small, cheap fix. It's very big. Most of those streets on the west side, by the way, mm-hmm. When they're built, they're not built by the city. Mm-hmm. They're built by developers. Mm-hmm. Those, the Nickelstone area wasn't, it was built by developers, but at the time they weren't responsible for the same level of code requirements on streets. Mm-hmm. That's what like uh, the Bayou, uh, excuse me, Bayou Maison, uh, Bentwood, all those neighborhoods, mm-hmm. the developer built those streets to codes that were required by the city. Mm-hmm. So the nice thing about those, if built the way they're supposed to, the city doesn't have to do very much, very little maintenance on those for a long time mm-hmm. okay we are completely focusing Nickelstone probably has more of our attention than pretty much most of the rest of the city but the people that live there don't know that back to my conversation about communication I mean yeah you, they feel neglected um, okay. and you know yeah if they pass by you know an area over here and see that there's work being done on the roads well, the problem isn't so much when they're seeing work being done on the roads. It's the fact that it's still a 25-square-mile city when they do repairs, period. Uh, unless you're in, like, two or three neighborhoods in the area, mm-hmm. two or three blocks, most people don't know we're doing anything. Well, and then if my street sucks and I don't see any streets around me getting fixed, then the city isn't doing anything. Meanwhile, we have five or six projects going in different locations throughout the city. In the, in the uh, Nickelstone area... Another one of those things, best intentions bring the worst responses. 
Okay, they replaced many of the east-west streets full concrete. Mm -hmm. Say many. I, I don't go to percentages again, but it's in the infinite wisdom. So now you got all these east-west streets. What about the north-south streets? Mm -hmm. So when you got through Colorado, when you got all the the state streets, between every one of the good concrete streets, you've got a hundred and fifty-foot-long battle zone mm -hmm. that you can't drive a you know a Humvee through because mm -hmm. it's so awful. I'm to the point. I'm like, can we at least drop gravel in these ginormous holes? No, you know, but that's something. part of the stuff that we're going to be addressing with that six million dollars, where we're going to be able to start connecting these streets together, start putting additional streets. Mm -hmm. We're going to be going down every one of these streets, and they're using the term desilting, is cleaning out the ditches. Mm -hmm. Okay, they're also going to be looking at all the culverts that are in all these neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. And one of the problems with these culverts, a lot of the times, you built a house, mm -hmm. you put a culvert here. James comes along, he built the next house. He put his culvert here with no relation to where yours at. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? They're sitting at different levels. Water mm -hmm. doesn't flow uphill. Mm -hmm. So now it's got to go up a hill, which basically means Brother Nature's going to fill it in. Mm -hmm. Well, now your ditch, your culvert's halfway full. So how much water's going through yours? I'm digressing. I know I'm off track, but there's a lot of stuff that's going to be happening specifically in the Nickelstone area. These mm -hmm. subdivisions are a million miles away from being forgotten. They are the forefront of my mind mm -hmm. all the time. Because those are the areas. Dude, when my dad comes to town... I mean, but I have you gone around, over there to those neighborhoods and talked to the people, though? Yes. Okay, well, good. So, I mean, hopefully they know they're, they seem mm -hmm. rather in, not informed. Uh, but anyway, we got to take a break. We'll be right back. Hey guys, it's Keisha, the host of the Libra Lounge with Keisha podcast and web series. If you follow me on social media, you know that the Million Harris is one of the sponsors of the show. I've told you all about the great hair products for both men and women that they have, but I wanted to give you an opportunity to actually see some of their hair bundles. Here they are. What I did was I ordered both 20 and 22 inch Malaysian bundles and a frontal from the Million Harris and took them to my stylist and had her make this unit. Yes, this is actually a lace front unit made from the bundles I purchased at the Million Harris. I usually don't wear this much hair extensions, nor do I wear it this long, but I really, really love it. The hair feels amazing. It looks great. I've been getting compliments everywhere that I go. So make sure to go to her website or stop by the shop and get your order on. She's got hair products, bundles, and mink lashes. Make sure to use my discount code LEVER20 for 20% off your total purchase. Okay, so we want to thank you guys for joining us tonight. And Bruce, tell us how people can follow you on social media or mm -hmm. the next time they can go out and vote, times and locations. Fantastic. Uh, I have the reelect Bruce Henderson for position two on Facebook. And early voting started yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. At the Dickinson Community Center uh, from five to, excuse me, from eight to five, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday this week. Okay. There's no voting over the weekend. And then Monday and Tuesday, it's from 7 to 7. And then uh, Saturday is Election Day at City Hall. 
And I think there is a need for volunteers to come out there and kind of man the area, kind of direct people to where they need to go. So if you want to volunteer to do that, um, is there a place where they can go and say, hey, I'll sign up or do they just show up? As far as helping with the voting? Yeah, out yeah. there, you know, in the parking lot, telling people where to go, greeting mm -hmm. them. Yeah, uh, okay. that's where I'm going to be. Okay. So I'll be around all those places the whole time. All right, everyone. So you've you've heard Councilman Bruce Henderson's uh, vision for Dickinson. And last week you heard Sean Skipworth. So just make sure you go out there and vote. Uh, we're not going to have a bitch please this week, but we are going to have uh, producer James and Bruce are going to tell us some of the most cringeworthy things that have happened while raising a teenage daughter. Ah, uh, the joy. Yes. So, okay, I'll let you both have your top three. I, boys, penis, more boys. That's oh my, my biggest God. cringe and fear of everything with teenage daughters. Really? Yeah, yes. it's pretty high on that list. <laughs> it's real high on that list, kind of think of it. Because they have the opportunity to ruin years of their life. That doesn't make a mom cringe. Okay, I'll give you an example of one. This was our cringe. Not I, I know. And of course, it has to do with so. the girls, not sex. So, cringeworthy situation. Teaching Skylar and James how to put a pad on a pair of underwear before she started her period. Uh, and we, No, I didn't do that. Well, we went through no. a lesson. And as I was trying to tell them how to place the wings on the panties, they both said, oh, we it, thought the wings went up. It flew away. Sorry. Okay, you asked me and Bruce what yeah. our cringe moments so are. What, so okay. don't tell me what my cringe moments are. Okay? So, you just told me that I should not cringe. That, that really wasn't one of my cringe moments, thing. but I'm cringing now thinking well, about it going, oh, like that's cringe, awful. I'm talking about, like, just, there's moments where I'm just like. <laughs> so, okay, all right. So let's, let's. Clear it up a little bit. Okay. Do you mean what physically makes me like, ew? Or do you mean cringe like worry, fear, and anxiety? Cringe oh. like, ew, ew, God, why me? <laughs> Y'all are still saying penis, sex. Okay, no, I'll give you one. Okay. Okay. I do a lot of the laundry, mm -hmm. right? And cleaning panties that <laughs> literally look like a bulldog has just chewed them up. He's talking about my penis. No, I'm not. I'm talking about your. I'm talking about the teenage girls too. No, he's Skyler is so mine. gonna kill you tonight. I, she, I, you. She will kill Keisha, you tonight. I tried to do the thing that I really it, care about. How does it look when it's a yeah. bulldog attacks a pair of underwear? Oh, it. Okay, so you know when a a dog has this slobbered on everything and oh. it dries and that film of like discoloration That's occurs. That's a healthy vagina. Again, Skyler's you asked you. me. But you asked me what no, makes me cringe. He's, he's and now you're going to tell me why I shouldn't cringe. He has said the same thing about my underwear. But I'm not talking about your <laughs> underwear. You, I, Let us answer what you answer. asked. Okay. And I did. Okay. So okay, there's one. Cleaning, okay. Cleaning panties. Bruce, Bruce go. Please. God oh, mighty. I don't even know how to respond to that one. I was going to say the probably the biggest to cringe is when my daughter comes to me and says dad i want to get on birth control I'm like, no that's a good oh, one. Uh, yeah that's a good one let's let's call your mom let's call your mom every other female you know yeah yes. that's one that's gonna make you squeeze your butt cheeks pretty damn hard you know that that kind of takes it to that level where it's like you can talk with the guys about how bad you know oh you know i'd kill a guy i'd kill a guy but when your kid comes to you and goes dad I want to get it on. 
Shit got real just at that very moment. So that's a, that's a great, I gotta ask. So, cause I have this thought and it's probably stupid and antiquated that. He is coming out of your mouth. Yeah. Okay. So encouraging birth control is absolutely the right thing to do. Period. Oh, the double-edged sword. But yeah, but doesn't it make you feel a bit like you're saying, okay, cool. Go, go, go for it. Go go have a great time. Yeah. Make sure you pop that pill before you go though. is, how did it make you feel? The, the quench, exactly you said, the double-edged sword. All right, do you want to be responsible or do you want to be, and I'm looking at the word fashion, the word old-fashioned comes to mind. Yep. And it is exactly that. I want my daughter to be protected and safe, and I want her to have a fantastic life. And I want to be the dad that has enough intelligence to give her that opportunity and not be stick in the mud that I'm naive. Right. Because I'm... I may be 49 years old, but I am still pretty damn clear what I felt and thought at he's 15, 16 everyone. years old. He's, he's easily 175. Don't let him fool it, you. I, with, I, this, it's, with this, yeah. with this beautiful Look thing. at this. Look at all this. He looks better than look I do, this. and I'm 40. So. That is true. Yeah, yeah at least you, you got look, hair, buddy. You looked 40 when you were born, though, just I look, to be. I have know. not checked. Somebody I think told all, me. All babies come out looking like they're 40. <laughs> not black babies. <laughs> Black don't crack. Black don't crack. (laughs) Yeah, someone told me the other day that saw me. They said, you haven't changed a bit since high school. Like, thanks. I looked like I was 40 when I was 20. I appreciate (laughs) that. Did you have a beard in high school? Yeah, I no, I had a mustache. They wouldn't they wouldn't let you have anything more than a mustache. So I had like a mustache and a starting goatee. And he looks so dumb with that mustache. From that point on, I've always had facial hair. Yeah, he needs it. He has like no chin. I started growing a goatee, I think in in ninety nine. You don't have a chin. It's like <laughs> and then like six God years ago. God gave you a face, but no chin. <laughs> six years ago, I had to take a a fit test at the safety council. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh yeah, you got to be clean shaven to take this. I'm like, say what? Yeah. And they that handed sucks. me like this fifteen cent blue bic. Oh. And they're like, here's the God. here's the soap. Go in the back room. So I had to shave my goatee off, and I mean, it was the first time mm. I had seen my chin in twenty plus years. So the last time I went, it wasn't uh, pretty. The last time I went to uh, uh, one of our plants, uh, you know, at some of those places, you have to either be clean shaven or you have to put on like a, a full blown mask. Mm-hmm. I said, nope, give me the mask. I don't care if I look like an idiot. Give me the mask. I'm not shaving off this. Put my head in a garbage bag. I'll be okay. All right. I'm protected. Face I'm good. Pubis. So, yeah. So, uh-huh. yeah, so birth control, I can see that being absolutely that definitely. Uh, but you can't be uh, oppressive. Like I know, I know when Scowler got her first boyfriend, which was cringy to me, mm-hmm. as as god. you know, as it I could be. I thought I was gonna divorce both of them. Oh my god! Well, uh, immediately I go into like overprotective, watch everything, because I know what stalker. Well, yeah, he was because, a level ten stalker. Oh my god! Yeah. Well, because you hear these stories about it girls, wasn't cute. What you hear these stories about girls, especially nowadays with social media and all the pressure and all the online bullying stuff like that. You hear about girls who some guy, you know, fucked them over, and they go and kill themselves. Now, I'm not saying that's what Scholar would do, but you got to know me and my OCD mm-hmm. mind. That's exactly the level of fear I had every second of the day. I would hope no parent is sitting around thinking on a general basis. You know, do I have to worry about that? But <laughs> as you as you say that, mm-hmm. it's a real event. And I mean, I don't think there's probably many people that don't know of some point somebody has done that. And it has been a terrible thing about my daughter's mental health from top to bottom. And every time you and I talked about that, mm-hmm. teenage girls, 
Why are you crying? Why are you sad? I don't understand Just why you're crying. And and I don't my... understand why you're sad. I admit, I, I, and I'll and ask for loud, and I'm crying about it. I don't know. I can't find my smart water bottle. I'm crying. Oh, my God. Just I, I don't know. My hair extension looks a little bit wrong. I'm crying. I don't know. You blinked at me the wrong way. I'm crying. Oh, oh my God. I didn't go to sleep till midnight on one instead of midnight. I'm crying. It's just, it is constant. And as a parent, you're going, what? okay. And uh, by the way, James, you can correct me on this because I have a son and a daughter now. And with daughters, I have this like giant bubble around them. I want to protect them. If you bump into my daughter, I will break your neck. My son, I'm like kicking him in the butt going, jump off it, jump off it twice. Go for it. It's a sexist old freaking mentality. It, 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 totally. Oh, yeah. And but, I'm going to own it. it it's yeah. because totally. girls get pregnant. Well, there is Yeah, that. I mean, it's yeah. just, it's, it's but, girls get I mean, that's the way pregnant. I was raised. You, you protect, you take care of the, the I, girls. Yep. Yeah. The I, boys, go jump your ass off that cliff. I grew yeah, up with the same Yeah, but golly, if anyone met our two our daughters. They kick most people's butts. Exactly. <laughs> I I think they're, oh, I think they're okay. Uh, yeah, but as a good dad, you still Yeah, it's, and, and that's the thing, you you know they're good girls. You know they're not yeah. going to do anything wrong. But you also I'm not know say they're good girls. Well, I'm, they're not on. <laughs> they drugs sometimes or crack or you need a throat but, punch. But like you know that they're good enough that if anything really terrible happens, it's probably going to be someone else's fault. That's Absolutely. what I. That's the way that I, I kind of look at it. Like yeah. I don't think our kids going to you know right up until the teacher hates me and uh, everybody in the class is doing bad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh my well, God. yeah. That's a, that's yeah. Oh, Every parent's yeah. heard that one. It's just like so. Everybody's failing. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's mom me, got kid. a call. Every teacher hated me. Too. Really? No. I, I, it's pretty funny because a scholar got a phone call about what two, three weeks ago from her um, algebra teacher, and I tell you, <laughs> I tell good. you, anytime I get a call. From a teacher about Skylar Holman, it starts off exactly the same way. She is a great, she's a phenomenal student. We she's love having so her. She's so intelligent. Class. We love having her. But I tell you, every phone calls because that bitch didn't stay in her own business. <laughs> she she's taking up for somebody else, uh-huh. or she's or taking we, up for the teacher. Or we can't not get minding her to quit business. talking. We can't get that, the kids to quit talking. Yes, yep. yes, yes, yep. yes, yep. yes. And we're not, and we're not those parents that jump to our kids' defense automatically. Oh no, just because like we no. we're, we're pretty objective. I, I pretty think. much told the teacher, "You tell that bitch to shut the fuck up the next time she talks in class, <laughs> and if she keeps on talking, kick her ass out and call me, and I'll come." Oh pop my lord! Oh my lord! So I'll give you a cringe. Okay. Um, that's still on that not, subject? That's not gross. Well, right. yeah, I mean, I guess we had to give a, a couple. Mm. Uh, music. Like, oh, God. Well, yeah, oh, you know what? You know what? It's fine. You can say whatever you want to. I'm going to say what I want to, which is basically when my 12 or 13-year-old uh, daughter is playing songs about pussy, dick, co- the two live crew. Uh, well, it's right, not the two live crew, like Cardi like B. Like Cardi, Cardi B. B. And I love a, Cardi B. Yeah. Well, Two and, Live Crew was living on the edge back in our day. Well, exactly. and Two Live Crew was here's the thing. But Two Live Crew, remember, was was naughty, was bad, was was banned, was yeah. this shit now it's free, is it's free. as bad as Two Live Crew in but if it's not worse. But it's fine. It, it it even worse, it's empowering. You hear Nicki Minaj talking about getting a foot long dick in an anaconda song, and that's empowering to women. Footlong that dicks, is, where do they sell those at? Well, I'm just, it's, you know, 
Bad girl. I just again. Because he, I feel like it's not empowering he says to be is a whore. It's about not, Skyler, he's talking about me too. No, I'm not. No, I'm goes, not. I can't I'm talking believe about, you wasted your money on another Cardi B song. No, I'm talking about the cringe that it, that I get when when girls are taught that being as piggish as men is empowering, <laughs> and I think that's a major a, a major failure of modern feminism. You I'll guys were two horrible guests today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Y'all were so serious. Well, it was a serious topic. No, well, you, you it was a funny it. topic and you made it well, serious. Uh, you turned a lot of shit here serious today. Whatever. I love say. to hear Cardi talk about what she's going to yeah. lick it and how he's going to lick it and, you know, eat and that cash ass. Them like, checks. Yeah, I'm, Cause, yes. Because being a high-priced hooker is, is really the way to go with life. The feature is female. All right, guys, we got to go. <laughs> we want to thank Councilman uh, Henderson for being out here. Make sure you guys are following him on social media. You can stay, you can stay up to date about when and where you can go and vote. Have a good week, and we will see you guys next Wednesday. It's OG. Everything we do. Everything.